What's up, combies? I'm Hannah. I'm Olivia. And it's time to kombucha. Okay, so how's the week been? Um, busy, but good. I've had a lot of vegan animal crackers at my disposal, so that's been a plus. How has your week been? It's been crazy. It's been absolutely client-filled, just really, really long days. Um, (laughs) highly not recommended. Mmm. Um, but... It did give me an idea of something I, I wanted to talk about on the podcast, um, something that you and I have chatted about briefly a few times before, and that is how to set up healthy work boundaries with your clients or your employer, employees, whatever the case may be. Love this. Yeah. So kind of jumping into it, you know, this week I kind of sat down and mapped out what I wanted to touch on, and I want people to be able to walk away with some some really good takeaways from this episode, so something they can go back home and do. Um, so I kind of broke it down into four areas, and the first of those, number one, is setting a schedule. Sounds easy, but... It sounds easy. can be hard. It really can. I just know so many people have come to me with this struggle. So mm-hmm. it's, it's setting a schedule. The way I like to think about it is setting a schedule for communications. That means that you're not expected to reply to emails, messages of any kind, nothing, until... X time in the morning or X time in the evening. Now you, I think the most important thing here is just establishing what those hours are with whoever you're working with. So, you know, for us working with clients, it's just kind of setting the expectations for them. Like these are the times that I'm going to be available. And if you need to reach me outside of them, Here's a number for emergencies, but please know that is an emergency only. I really must work within these defined hours. And I think this became apparent to me when I worked with a previous client who loved to work at night. They were a night owl, so they would send me emails at like 9 p.m. or later, and at first I would look at them and be like, oh my gosh, like I've already had my teeth brushed for an hour. Like, do do I need to reply to this? And then realizing they didn't expect me to reply. That's just when they like to work. And so having that talk of, okay, here's when I'm usually on, here's when I will be on can be helpful. Definitely. And that's huge right now, right? With so many people working remotely across the globe, different time zones. I mean, I work with people, I I work with mostly people who are not even in the same country as me. So Mm -hmm. that means we're all in different time zones, different schedules. And so really making sure that everybody's working on the times that are best for them and that you're not expected to reply immediately unless it's some sort of emergent thing that's been communicated Mm-hmm. I think is huge. It sets expectations, gives you boundaries. It gives everybody else boundaries. I mean, it's not just you. Um, the other thing about that is just kind of scheduling in some breaks. So if you are saying you're available X and X time, maybe you want to build a few breaks in there. 
Um, Mm -hmm. Or you got to let them know at some point during the day, like I'm going to be away from the keyboard for a little bit of time here or whatever. Um, But make sure that you do take breaks. That's, That's so important right now with just the amount of time people are working from home remotely, mm-hmm. the days just start to bleed into each other. And so you've really got to just make some time for yourself. It's true. Even like my Apple Watch alerts me when it's 10 till the next hour, every mm-hmm. hour. And so usually if I'm at my laptop, I'll try to stand up and at least walk around and I might have my phone on me so that if I do get a notification, I can look at it while I'm walking around. Mm -hmm. But even just that like little break from my desk really helps me feel like I have a hold on the day. And combies know she loves that Apple Watch. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) Please, please sponsor us. (laughs) Okay, so number two, take communications apps off of your phone. Just do it. I did this last year, um, like fall, winter time. Uh, It was just becoming way too much for me being somebody who constantly works at home to be pinged all of the time at all hours of the day. And if I see a message on Slack or Wire or whatever, I feel inclined to look at it if I'm holding my phone. Mm -hmm. So take those apps off, whether it's Slack, Wire. This is great advice for me because, okay, so Hannah actually made me download Slack for all of our podcast needs. And I put it on my phone. I had no idea you meant like my laptop oh no that's why I respond to you all the time oh see see what I mean (laughs) this is a perfect example I have real yeah I have all those platforms telegram like I have everything just on my laptop so when I open it in the morning during my set hours Mm -hmm. I open all those up and I become available If I am away from my computer, it's closed, and I don't have anything on my phone, I'm not going to look at it, period. Okay, see how (laughs) me and my business partner are currently having the conversation? (laughs) You two can do this. Yeah, I mean, I just think for me, at least, if it's on my phone, I feel compelled. Mm -hmm. I have to look. Yeah, I get that. I have to respond. So for me, taking it off was huge. I recommend taking as much off as possible. I keep email. I have a terrible habit of sometimes checking it at times when I've told myself I won't, but then I'll just mark it unread and deal with it the next day. Yeah, that's nice. You know, I actually, I have email and for two of the clients that I work for, we do communicate through iCloud Notes, just on the Note app. Okay. But what's really nice is I can just be in my notes folder for the most part of the day, and I don't have notifications turned on. No little inbox numbers come up when they add something or edit a note. So it's it's nice because I don't have any of those notifications to deal with. So, okay, kind of touching on what we what we got into for the podcast, I wanted to set up a Slack because we were doing a ton of texting. We were doing voice messages back and forth to each other on our personal threads, on our phones, constantly trying to get so many of the pieces ready for launch. And I just mm-hmm. thought like, 
you know, I don't know what you're doing right now. I don't want to invade on your space and your downtime because I'm, I was hitting stuff like really late at night sometimes after working a full day of clients. So I wanted us to move to Slack because it is something that you can and should set timeframes around as to when you're going to answer. And it's something that you can just have on your computer. So nice. I'm going to make the change today. (laughs) So that being said, I highly, highly recommend that if you are in a space where you're using a lot of phone, personal email, texting, that you move to an app that is specific for communications. So Slack, Wire, Signal, and then take your calls on Hangouts or Zoom. Schedule them so that you don't feel like you have to answer if you're in the middle of something immediately if someone calls you. Um, I'm very, very particular about all of that because it helps me be more productive, being able to control how and what I can do during the day. Yeah, and even if you have a small team, like our Slack channel has the two of us and then gold threads, and most of the time we're just working on a channel that's the two of us. So it doesn't matter if it's a small team, it's still a good functional use. Definitely. And it just allows you to put something in there and the other person can respond to it when it works for them. Mm -hmm. And then it's there. You don't have to worry about it. The fourth thing that I wanted to chat through. So that was, that was three. Whoa, really? Yeah. So one is setting hours and days. Two is taking communications apps off your phone. Three is requesting that you move to a formal communications app of some kind. Okay, hit me with four. Okay, four is saying no when you need to. That's hard for me. And just doing it. It is hard. (laughs) No, it is. It really is. I love yes-anding people. I mean, improv. I I, I hear this one from people so frequently. I I get so many messages on the gram like, how do you know what to say yes to? Or I'm just not sure when I say no. I don't want to let someone down. I get it. I've been there. I went through a whole transition period where I was like building my consulting business and saying yes to absolutely everything that came my way constantly because I didn't want to miss out on opportunity. Mm -hmm. And eventually I found myself in a place of burnout because I just was trying to take on way too much. You have got to sit with yourself and decide what makes sense for you and what you you know, what are the real responsibilities that you have in your workday of things that need to get done? Now, I'm not saying like, if you're supposed to do a task and you don't love it, you can't probably say no if it's your responsibility. (laughs) But if somebody hits you with an unrealistic deadline or something like that, then you should absolutely stand up for yourself and say, no, I won't be able to do that. But here's the timeline. I can do it on for you. Yeah, that's important. You know, even I'm struggling with telling my clients I have to get my wisdom teeth taken out and that I won't oh be available. Oh my gosh. I won't be available for three days. Kind of major. And, and so obviously I'm going to give them like a two week notice, but I've just been thinking to myself like, what are they going to think? But like, what? they're just going to think I have to get this surgery. Oh my gosh. 
I just don't want to let them down, but I, I need to get out of that mindset where like, it's not letting them down. It's taking care of A, my health, but B, just something, you know, personal that needs to get done. Right. And honestly, giving them a heads up and giving them time to plan how they're going to work around that, that's helpful to them too. Right. Exactly. So I think some of that has to do with mindset of like, if I say no, maybe they won't ask me to do this cool thing in the future. Or if I say no, they'll think I'm incapable or really whatever you think they might be thinking probably not what they're thinking and you just need to kind of get out of your head right definitely yeah that that negative self-talk can turn you in weird directions on the setting no idea Mm -hmm. I did have a list so there is this course company called with honors and they put out this list of some alternatives ways to communicate boundaries politely and firmly. So I just wanted to like run Ooh. through a few of these in case somebody's like, oh, cool, that that makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying something like, I'll do my best to be there, maybe it's a meeting that's scheduled last minute, you could try. I won't be able to attend. Thank you for inviting me. Clear, firm, <laughs> under control. Sure, I'll do it. I have a lot on my plate, but I'll make it work. Oh. Okay, instead, try. I'm trying to balance my current workload so I won't be able to help at the moment. Fantastic. (laughs) That's how I would reply. (laughs) Okay, last one. Um, Yes, I can squeeze that into my schedule. Try. To be honest, my schedule is so full today. I'm available on X day for the call. I love honesty. That one's huge for me. I get last minute phone requests all the time. And when I can make them work and it does make sense to make them work, or of course, if it's something emergent, I absolutely squeeze it in. But if it's Mm -hmm. not and it's something that can wait, then I am inclined to try to book them the next day or sometime, you know, later in the week simply because I'm someone at least who the night before... I kind of write out everything I want to get done the next day so I can like go to sleep, not think about it, wake up. I've got my checklist. I'm set. You all combies know we love a list. We love a list. (laughs) And so for me, you know, that call one, that's a big one. And let's be real. Your employer wants you to do your best at your job that you can. You want to do the best at your job that you can. And so if your schedule is overpacked and you're not being able to commit 100% to everything you're doing, that's not going to be good for anyone, you know? So pushing things to a later date, communicating that, it's all good. It is. And I just think so many people need to hear this right now because COVID and quarantine has made so many of us just feel like most days are the same. We wake up. We've got a great morning routine. Check out that episode if you haven't. Uh, And then we go about our work day and then night comes and we have our night routine. (laughs) And then we start it all over again. (laughs) Oh, man. We love capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) And so I don't know. I just felt like I've gotten a lot of questions on setting great work boundaries lately from people. Um especially people dealing with multiple clients, a side gig. It's tough to balance it all. It really is. But 
At the end of the day, setting some great boundaries with communication and the way that you work is absolutely something you need to do. If you have not already, do it today. These are habits you can start forming while you're potentially working from home and then carry into the workplace when you eventually return. If you do. Well, I think that's it for today. We would love to hear any questions you have on work boundaries, anything on these topics that we're talking about. Hit us on the gram and DM, comment your questions. We will be happy to do another episode on this if it ends up being that people have more. I know it's just been so popular. So take those four tips and run with them. It's time for the sweet and spicy questions of this episode. Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs> so you first, me first. How you want to play today? Um, how about you ask me first? I feel like I've asked you first before. Okay. 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 Sweet or spicy? Sweet. What is your pump up song? Oh my gosh! This is a great question. Easy. So, my pump-up song is Now I'm In It by Haim. Ah, yes. The bonus track on one of their albums. Um, I play this before every audition, before every interview, before anything, sometimes in the shower, just when I need to feel good. It's so vibey, and I love it. It gets me hype. It gets me prepped. It's good. Dope. We love some sister harmonies. We do. Let's put out a track. <laughs> That'll be next. Okay, that was easy. Sweet or spicy? Um, I'm going to do dealer's choice on this one. Let's go with spicy. I knew she would. I knew <laughs> she would. What is one word or phrase you thought you were saying correctly, but later found out was wrong? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> this I feel like this just makes you sound like an idiot. But no, no. <laughs> sal, 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 <laughs> the the jelly emollient that you can rub on your skin. So you can say emollient. <laughs> what is it? Well, I know you know. Apparently, it's salve. Salve. But, but it's spelled, for those who aren't familiar with the word, maybe, S-A-L-V-E. Right. I've always said salve. Honestly, oh, same. That salve. That CBD salve. That Vaseline salve. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it was 2020, actually, that I learned that was wrong. And I had been saying it wrong like an idiot for many, many years. It happens. It happens to all of us. <laughs> I would love to hear from the combies what words, if they know, they're not saying right. Yeah, something that they've messed up and someone's been like, um... Yeah, tell us that, because I have a list, probably. All right, 
right, combies. What do we got today in the taste test? Today we have Brew Doctor, one of my favorite brands of kombucha that we've tried a couple other flavors from before. Today it is Brew Doctor Kombucha Island Mango. Ooh, okay. Which has flavors of passion fruit, ginger, and green tea. We have talked about Brew Doctor's love on the show. Here's an example of them doing a more here's what it is flavor. This is clearly going to have some mango happening. Yeah, kind of tropical vibes, I'm thinking. Uh, has that mango coloring that you think of, tropical coloring. Nice. Yep. Love their branding as always. So, Brew Doctor. They hold their values dear to them through our responsible brewing process and business practices. We're committed to better choices for people, communities, and our planet. So they're very active with um, different nonprofits. They are proud to be the first national kombucha company to become a certified B corporation. And they say they use their business as a force of good. They have a lot of links on their website, too, of where you can read more about what they do. So, yeah, each batch of Brew Doctor kombucha we made is crafted from the beginning, starting with high-quality, loose-leaf organic teas and blending other things in from there. Awesome. So, sugar content on this one is 15 grams. Okay. And it's 13 grams of added sugar. Good to know. Good to know. Swirl before sipping. Serving size is a bottle. Serving size is one bottle. Again, they do the dark glass. Yes, and with their little tasting notes that they give us, um, mm -hmm. this one says a sip of sunshine, a tropical treat for any time of year, featuring mango, passion fruit, and a touch of Peruvian ginger juice. Fruity has four out of four boxes filled, spicy one, floral one, herbal none. Okay, so a couple of boxes checked there, quite literally. Yeah, so I'm excited to taste this one. Let's give it a swirl. Mmm, it definitely has that tropical smell. It does. Oh, yeah. Kind of, the mango kind of makes my mouth water. I would agree. And it's got a tint of kind of mango coloring, like when I think of mango juice. Yeah, It's like it a does. little lighter, but... A little lighter. Still a little bubbles, but not too heavy on that. And I do smell the ginger, too. Uh, yeah, same. All right. Bottoms up, combis. Wow. This is flavorful. This does Fully. does taste like a little island in your mouth. <laughs> it really does. I want to go there. I I really like it. Pretty bubbly when it first enters your mouth. Much more fruity. I do not get a spice hit at all except for the ginger, if that's what they're going mm. for there. Mm -hmm. um, it does have that hint of a ginger hit that so many kombuchas do utilize. I feel like ginger is one of the most popular kombucha ingredients. Yeah, this is really tasty. It's just yummy. I don't know how else to say it. It's yeah. just really, it's smooth. Mm -hmm. It's refreshing. It's got the island. It's got the fruity. It's got a hint of ginger. So it's not too overpowering, but it's definitely there. It's smooth. I like it. Yeah, that's that's a really good kombucha. I'm a fan. I would give the island mango, I'm going to go 4.5 on the okay. SCOBY scale. 4.5 out of 5. It's really great. Uh, the more that I drink Brew Doctor, the more I just love their flavors and mm -hmm. the way they do kombucha. Just the way they do kombucha. It's good. So I'm a fan. I think the only reason it doesn't hit a five for me is I just, 
I don't have the wow factor that I've had with some of their other flavors mm -hmm. um, and, and other flavors we've discussed. So, but 4.5 on the SCOBY scale is high. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm actually going to give it a four. Okay. I love the branding as per usual. The bottle's beautiful. I know what I'm getting into. I love the colors, everything. Um, and I really do like the taste. Mm hmm I just tend to lean more toward a floral flavor. So for me, um, this would be something I would get when I was in the mood for fruity for sure. Sure. But it wouldn't just be my go-to kombucha. Okay. I think it's I think it's really good. Um, it is just yummy, like you said, and and I like it. Brew Doctor comes through for the win again. Always. Island Mango. Thanks, combies. All right, special thanks to Gold Threads for music and audio production on the show. If you have not already, you should definitely check out. They make custom podcast music. They do audio editing, all kinds of good stuff. So goldthreadsaudio.com for all your podcast and music needs. This has been an On The Run Media podcast. Make sure to like, review, comment, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let us know your favorite part of the episode in the comments, and especially on the gram. I'm at Blonde on the Run. I'm at Olivia. We'll see you next time, combies.